fucking weird, boy. Do you know I'm not going to play guitar? Play the fucking guitar. Okay, sorry, do, sir. Do your job. Get the microphone pointed at it as well. There. There's that. That's good. Five seven hour podcast. Rock climbing and things. That was great. Whew. I was wow. very nervous. That took me about a week to practice. That was nice. Yeah. Have I, me- have I moved everyone and messed up the levels? No, I don't think we have levels. Levels yeah. of I'm levels move, of mediocrity. I, I, I'm going to move closer just so um, so I'm not competing with you, you know, because you're always kind of lowering me down or cutting me out completely <laughs> of the podcast or cutting me out of footage, you know. Sometimes I don't know. I, I I think your NDA has just been breached, Brian. I don't think we can <laughs> talk about that stuff yet, can we? Well. I mean, if you're going to film me in a threesome, you're going to have to leave me into the final footage or else it's just a twosome. I mean, there was two no-shows that week, Brian, uh, not one. <laughs> well, that wasn't a threesome. I don't know if you can call me, you and uh, Gregory going out climbing uh, a threesome anyway. I don't think we were climbing either. <laughs> no, quite a lot of falling off. Do you remember you told me, um, I think you told me two weeks ago, or, no, actually one podcast ago, which was probably six months ago, <laughs> but you told me uh, that you'd been down the local quarry and you only realised halfway up a route that you, you had caked yourself in dog shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'd sprained my hand recently, so I hadn't I hadn't climbed. And then I just went back out climbing there the other day. And I actually forgot to bring a rope. I didn't want to go so- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to go solo because obviously I, I have an injured hand. So yeah. I, I was easing it back in. But I forgot a rope, so I'm left with solo. Yeah. Um, so I went to go tipping around more bouldering than soloing it wasn't exceptionally high stuff yeah um, I'm not really not into kind of scaring the shit out of myself anymore that's fair uh, yeah I went to, uh, the ground was quite wet so I have a little fucking face cloth a little small towel yeah um, like 10 centimetres by 10 centimetres and I had that with me and I walked over to the nearest bit of rock I could stand on closest to the route and just kind of balanced on the I started rooting white the, the underneath of my climbing shoes to get them properly dry. And I realised, I was like, geez, that's, that one's very wet, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was literally just rubbing dog shit up and down the fucking shoe. Uh, yeah, because I, I curled it over the front of the shoe to, you know, oh, no. give it a good grip. And, and it was smeared into the toe. It was all over. And I just sat there with this, like, shit caked face cloth in one hand <laughs> and just this anger boiling up inside me because that's the second time I've been I've been dog shit this year in that in that crag yeah it's been pretty it's pretty bad there it's, it's and today we were out and I I stood I did stand in one yeah uh, I'm not going to count that as a dog shitting because it wasn't it wasn't too bad it was, uh, it was that was the frozen one on the way in yeah yeah uh, that was, was crunchy was, rather than smeary bricky yeah yeah that was okay like a weeder brick weeder brick um <laughs> The, yeah, but then there was another one on the entrance into the into the fucking bottom of the route as well, mm. and I I just want to catch someone and rub their nose in their dog's shit. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair response, I'd say. Well, I think so too. I mean, you know, it 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 happens to everyone if you go to that crag. It's it's essentially just a giant giant bowl of dog shit with some roots attached. Yeah, yeah. I actually remember once I was uh, I was climbing in that in that area in that crag <laughs> I nearly gave it away <laughs> I, we've given it away we've mentioned it loads of times I was climbing on that crag and uh, I remember I, I can't remember I can't remember what I was doing I was climbing with someone and um, doing some easy route we were just kind of chilling 
We weren't doing nothing where we could reasonably fall or we were trying very hard today, that day. I remember I topped out in the route and I kind of just walked over towards one of the anchors and I pulled the rope up and I didn't didn't really pay attention. I pulled the rope through a pile of dog shit mm-hmm. and the anchor was low down and clipped so it kind of it was like a flat top out and I was clipping a gorse bush. And so about four or five metres from the end, no, probably about six or so metres from the end of the rope, there was a big healthy pile of dog shit. Oh, man. Like smashed, smashed into the rope. And um, I was like, oh, Jesus. So I only realised when, uh, I think I was the only reason we were wrapping the route or something. Um, and I was coiling the rope at the bottom. Uh, felt it, you know, at the very end of the coil. Because I coiled from the middle, so I felt it at the end. I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, did your hand go like... Oh, I I squeezed it out like I was wringing out a cloth. God. Um, But uh, don't worry, I just, you know, rubbed it on some grass, slapped some chalk on and called it good. Yeah. But uh, the the worst part was, you know, we we, we were lucky enough we had another rope in the car, so we went and grabbed that. And then uh, I I coiled it up and I just left it at the base of a wall near the rest of our gear. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get that later. And then uh, someone who who I didn't know, I, I knew to see but not to know, yeah. they grabbed my rope as they were walking by to use it on a route on the lead yeah. uh, didn't ask me I was a bit like hmm. didn't ask you didn't ask me no that's the, that's a bizarre thing to yeah do. I think they knew one of my friends who I'd been talking to during the day and they kind of just I think they kind of rationalised in their mind that well I'd take his rope so I'd just grab his friend's rope it's fine picking up random ropes is probably ill-advised well yeah you know you never. it could be could be a core shock could be ditched because it's bad you know maybe it's only a static rope you don't know how much use or yeah. whatever but uh I think the worst part was for the B-layer. He got to the crooks and the B-layer got a handful of shit. Because <laughs> he climbed Christ. on the shitty end of the rope. And I mean, you know, I do feel bad for him in a way. For the B-layer, definitely. But, mm. uh, you know. But it could be worse. You know, it could have been worse for him. You know, I don't think he's going to grab anyone's rope anytime soon, you know. No, that was a pretty poor decision. Yeah. Just while we give a moment to cut there, I'm going to go close the door real quick. No, you're all right. You can you can chat away. You're no worries. We're, we're 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 having this one set in a pizzeria, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you're grand. Uh, I thought you were bringing the dog in. I think that I thought that's why you you shushed me. I was like, yes, the dog's coming no, in. That's no, no, he's not allowed in here. He's he's much better looking than both of us put together. He's a handsome, handsome dog. He's a very handsome dog. Yeah. Um, yeah, you should bring him. Well, I suppose you can't bring him to. You can bring him to the crag. I no, I can't. Why? He's an absolute shit machine. Is he? And he'll just run off and do one and not. You know, he's very quick. Yeah, but all dogs are shit machines. But you just have to pick the shit up. It's, yeah, that's true. That's that's true as well. But I mean, Nick, you know the way a dog will like run along and have a little bit of pee at every tree. Mm. He'll do that with shits. Oh, he'll do like twelve or something on our walk. <laughs> well, not twelve. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> at least eight, though. What are you feeding that boy? Oh, chicken, <laughs> beans. <laughs> Protein, nothing but protein. <laughs> He's a built dog. To wall protein. <laughs> He's thick. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. I suppose it's a lot to do with the current kind of situation where the I don't know what people were doing before with their dogs though. Like, why is it? Why is it that now there's more dog shit? But there's there was still previously, I assume, the same amount of dogs. Hmm. Did people just let bring their dogs further away to go shit? Is that what it was? Yeah. Well, I think well, I don't want to say the sea word, but I think it's because people can't do anything else. They're kind of they're a lot of stuff they'd normally do is closed, so they're just doing lots of walking with their dogs in my so I, the, I, the crag, not my crag. I, I assume the uh, <laughs> whoops. Oh well, then what? What they let the dog out the back garden go for shit? Like but previously yeah. before. Yeah, as in the dog would be shitting in their back garden, and now the dog's shitting in. 
Fuck, we'll, we'll probably cut all this bit out, but um, yeah, probably. There's a balcony right across the road from me, and they have one of those fucking little designer, uh, it's a pug or one of those size things. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, it's in an apartment, which is like shit anyway. It's a terrible place to have a dog. Yeah. If you if you're having an animal in an apartment, just get a cat or a fucking budgie or something. You know? Yeah. But or a lizard, they don't give a fuck. Oh. Lizards are terrapins or something. But um, dogs, no. No matter what size they are. Even the ones that are really unfit from overbreeding. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the balcony, the tiny little balcony is full of like, just, just dog shit. Ugh. Yeah, I look I look out, I go and fucking, you know, take in the world in the morning. You don't get that first hit of vitamin D. And then bam, you're smacked in the face with this vision of fucking, I don't know, poopocalypse across <laughs> the road. Like, We're definitely not cutting these, this out now. <laughs> all these little fucking... Nuggets, man. Yeah, uh, just just littered. How can you live like that? That your balcony is I so know, disgusting, man. That's gross. It, it's horrible. Yeah, there must be a smell wafting around. You yeah, know? there have to be. You'd have to be. You couldn't get used to that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a there was a there was, I might have told us before about the dog I met on a campsite in Yosemite called Petzl. No, it was a service dog. Me and a mate were in the queue for Camp Four, and uh, <laughs> the guy, the lady was like, "Sorry, guys, there's only one two spot left, and it's on a site with a service dog. Is that okay?" And we were both like, "Yes, we want the one with the dog, please. <laughs> we want to go play with the dog." And we got there, and it was like a you know four or five month old little tiny collie, um, and they were training him to be a crag dog. <laughs> it was like they were putting it through his faces, but they were like packing it, and they were going off for a you know a little uh, hike slash climb in an area, and they packed extra wag bags for the dog. That's <laughs> lovely. I was yeah. like, "That's brilliant." Which is like, you know, it's almost like a, a dog wag bag. <laughs> yeah. I like the way you said uh, training the dog to be a, a crag dog because when you go sport climbing in Spain, I, I think training the dog to be a crag dog means making it uh, attack you, steal your fucking your sausage and cheese, um, generally be a nuisance and bark yeah. constantly for the whole time they're there. Yeah. And then, so not only is the dog barking, but the Spanish couple that own the fucking dog are shouting at the dog to shut up. So you've just got this like fucking 45 minutes or however long you can manage because you are going to leave. Yeah. Gonna, and I think maybe that is their ploy. But they're just, everyone's shouting. The dog, the parents, yeah. or whatever you call them, the owners, yeah. the parents, uh, shouting at the dog. And the dog is finally gotten away with your fucking chorizo and your your, your delicious cheese. And nothing worse. And you're pissed off for the rest of the day. Yeah, it ruins your whole day. Yeah. And they just carry on like it's normal and yeah. fucking rolling cigarettes with their hands off the grigri while the person's in the cooks. <laughs> don't 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 bring out too many stereotypes, friend. Jesus, we got to space it out for a whole hour. <laughs> no, that's not that's not just Spanish people. That's uh, that's all, all Europeans. All European sport. <laughs> European sport climbers. Sport climbers. European yeah. sport climbers. Yeah. Although I do know. Um, Fucking, I, I know someone did admit to me once they were on an ice on ice routes and uh, he was so cold and so miserable and so bored that he was rolling cigarettes uh, like at the belay. No way. Was, two or three pitches up. Uh, no way. Yeah, just kind of half belay. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, who was it? I should say his name if I can think of who. Definitely was. do. It wouldn't be Dave. No, Liam, Bro- Liam Brophy. No way. Yeah, Liam Brophy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, rolling cigarettes and fucking... Well, I mean... I mean, when you're big wallet, it's kind of fairly etiquette okay to go hands-free, you know? I've never On done that. On a Gregory, yeah. Yeah, I've never well, done... He was, he was... They were ice climbing. 
Oh Jesus, you wouldn't have been using a degree, obviously. Yeah, no, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Is that how bad I've gotten? I just in my head, I don't even use an ATC anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine why anyone would be using. I dropped my ATC a good while ago, and I just never bothered to buy a new one. That, yeah. that was the end of it. That was the end shortly of it. after me and you were in Glendale. I just was like, oh, I will get another one later. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> this is you fucking flexing again, like that time. You, you, like that time where you flexed about the shoes and you're like oh yeah well I just I just lose shoes and then just buy new shoes wherever's going you know yeah splash out in another pair of shoes fuck's sake I remember that too that was a bad call yeah you shouldn't have told me that one <laughs> no that was a real bad call Um, yeah so oh I saw a thing on I did see a thing on Instagram the other day I'm trying to if I can think of the guy's name I think it was Rob Rob Piz, yes, Pizem. you saw that, did you? <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring okay, this up. Do you know later. how to say his name? Uh, yes, yeah. Pizem, Rob Poison. Poison, okay, we'll go with that. Sorry, <laughs> Rob, apologies if we've pronounced your name. I know you're an avid listener, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, you go on, you you lay it out there what you saw, what he, yeah, what, what he posted. So, so I, I suppose I'm trying to get better at this now because every time I, I try to tell one of these stories or cases, I, I lay it out terribly. And then you have to like pull me back and make me make sense. So I'm going to try to do this one right. Okay. So, um, when you're placing a cam, okay, typically you want all four lobes engaged. Yeah. Um, and you want them, you know, compressed between 95 and 50%, ideally. Less can be okay, depending on the size of the cam. What do you mean by less? So, just, just clarify so more what that means. Open. Yeah, so you want at least 50% closed to 95% closed. Somewhere in the middle between there is yeah. ideal. But, you know, depending on the size of the cam, you can be only, you know, 20% close and still be okay. Yeah. Um, again, it all depends on the actual placement. But with the kind of advent of dual axle cams becoming ubiquitous and just being nothing but them as yeah. the standard, um, you're now able to place what's called a passive cam. So there actually is a standard for testing them. Um, I watched a couple of videos on this. And basically, if you imagine a flat crack that is as thick as the stem of this cam, but not so narrow. Oh, bless you. Thank God we're so far apart. But but not so narrow that the cam head, even when it's fully expanded, can um, can come down. So if, uh, you know, it, it would require the cam essentially being jammed when it's in the open position with a sharp angle of rock touching the bottom of the cam. Okay, the so bottom just, of the just as it is, fully normally open. Fully normally open. And then let's imagine there's like a, a ledge underneath each a ledge is a bad word for but shelf know, uh, some something restricting the bottom yeah of it. so it would be a play a case where you compress the cam slightly put it in and expand it yeah but the, the the crack is so skinny that the cam won't normally fit in or so wide that it's completely tipped out mm. Um. it is I've never placed a cam like that I never I remember so yeah but when you buy a cam on the little leaflet on the inside it'll show you the rate yep. the rating for that specific yep. passive kind of uh, yep. loads like what it can I think you can hold like 14 or something yeah oh it's actually a high amount it's a high amount yeah it's pretty big but that's the only time I've ever seen it. I've never looked at a placement that got oh yeah I kind of put yep. my cam in there fucking let it sit on top of that yep. little kind of crimpy edge and yeah and hope for the best so so the reason right the reason a cam placement works of putting so much force in a small area is it's pushing the rock into itself yeah. It's not pulling it out. That's the friction holding it there and it's compressing itself against the wall of the, the placement. A passive placement doesn't do that. So rock that might be normally strong enough to take a normal cam placement might not take a passive placement. Mm-hmm. A very small amount of rock has to fail 
for that passive, quote unquote, can placement to fail. I've never actually thought about it like but that. But see, this is the thing. DMM show that and they pull it and everyone shows that and they pull test it in rigs that are made of steel. Yeah. But you're never going to fall on steel placements. You're going to fall true. on it's, rock. It's actually going to have to be a like a pretty small, crimpy kind of bit of rock that you... Yeah, it's going to have to be a complete right angle that's completely against one that's also the same place. I suppose a pocket might work. Like a pocket would work, yeah. But again, it's you think... It's nearly impossible to find a pocket that you would be able to get the stem to align in the right direction that it would be yeah. pulling down instead of out. Yeah, see this thing, like I've been climbing for fucking yonks now and I've never placed one. It just, it's never come up and I've never been so stuck that I've gone, oh, I'll take a passive cam placement. Yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my mind, you're always better off, fuck it, I'll keep the cam in case I find something. Yeah, it, yeah. It's never it's never even something to really look for anyway. Yeah. Because if you've got a passive cam placement that's so ideal, any nut will go in there as well generally that's, that's true yeah. um, now in this case in Rob's case it didn't because it was a like I think a size uh, it was like a size DMM DMM6 or you know, BD4 or whatever that is the silver large silver the large silver I don't know the numbers at all no, I, I'm, I just yeah I'm such an amateur I just say oh yeah red cam there yeah and people are looking at me going I thought you knew how to climb and what numbers you were yeah yeah I only just learned the nut sizes but they're different from brand to brand so. <laughs> but, but we did that today yeah they're different from brand to brand which is boss it's good colours but uh, but yeah, so basically what happened is he put one of these in, in a pocket, and it had kind of slope and edges, so it wasn't ideal. And But I mean, again, it wasn't necessarily going to pull out at the slightest fart. It was somewhat okay. But then it was able to lift up very easily with the force put on it. Mm. So we put another one in above it sideways to lock it in place. Okay. But it was another big silver. <laughs> and it just looked fucking atrocious. <laughs> I swear to God. You'd swear Alex handled it on a naked free solo ascent of the moon the way my inbox exploded with pictures. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I got tagged about 12 times in that post in the first hour. Um, but I mean, like it was just a very bad placement. Uh, like I wouldn't even include it as part of an anchor. And I think as far as I could tell, this was the only piece in his anchor. Uh, but I mean, it didn't, it didn't come out and it held. That's fucking bizarre. Yeah, and he said he'd be, I think he said he'd be later hauled or something like that off it. Um, and I was going, holy Jesus. Um, but I mean, again, he was obviously stuck and that's all he had. Yeah, when, you know? when that's all he had, that's all he and had. And I mean, yeah. you know, that's the thing. If someone's posting about something shitty in their anchor that they've put online for me to talk about, it obviously wasn't that bad because they didn't die. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the post made it back to the internet. So Well, like the thing is, if you get to a position where where that's all you have, how many people would be able to actually work out what he worked out? Yeah, that's not, true. Not a whole lot of people. Not know. a lot of people would be able to do that. That's true as well. No, that, that's pretty smart on his part. Actually, oh, the, yeah. The, the thing that I saw him post was the Grigri. Did you see that? Yeah, the Grigri weren't through. He put, he said he had a year, I think he said. Fucking hell, that's ridiculous. Uh, and obviously, like I think, he's, is he a guide or something like that? He, he, he I think he does a lot of photography for... for he climbs uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 yeah I, I, he definitely climbs a shit ton more than me. Like He climbs a lot, but I worked for, let's say, three years. Not not like full-time, but at times pretty, pretty uh, you know, half a week kind of... Hmm. Uh, in a climbing centre. So belaying groups of kids. So you're mm. just belaying hundreds of times a day. You yeah. know, uh, up and down, up and down. And the ropes are fucking filthy. Yeah. So they, that adds a bit of wear. My Grigri, I've had that, uh, I think I've had it maybe, probably four or five years. Yeah. And I used it three for three years, like intensively. Yeah. This is the number, this is a Grigri 2. Yeah. 
Um, and obviously it's five years old, so it was an old, an older incarnation. It wasn't yeah. super light or anything. I think they might have changed it too. Even yeah, now. there's like the two plus and the plus and all this shit. Like yeah, so he, he has the two. I think it's the two plus. Or I think it was the newest one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he said it, it. It's worn through, and there's a picture of it. There's oh yeah, a, it's worn a, through. It's worn through in a year, and that's like rip a hole in your rope, as he says in his post. Yeah. Um, I find that fucking bizarre because my like my one has lasted three years in a climbing center. Yeah. Belaying kids all day yeah. long. Some of those kids are heavy. <laughs> my 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 first uh, instinct when I saw that was he must be doing a lot of wrapping. Yeah. Because I think rappelling puts more wear on gear, more. Um, more wear on belay devices. Oh, I'd have to see see where where the hole is on it. But, um, I could be wrong on that one. My second one was he's probably using a lot of static ropes. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And my other one was he must climb on a lot of sandstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a combination of those three. Mm. Um, I, I, I would imagine that... But he was saying as well that he has used uh, Grigri's before. And I hadn't, and yeah. I, I hadn't, so that obviously it's not not the best kind of uh, measurement in the world, you know. Yeah. But he knows himself, you know, how much he's yeah. used both of them. Yeah, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's if he's dead right that there's some change in the alloy of petzl. Well, what what did, less well, everything's lighter, so in order. Well, that's the thing. In yeah. order to make it lighter, it's gonna it's gonna be weaker in a way. Yeah, well, not necessarily. That's well, not true. That's not true of everything. So well, it, that's like, the, the material might not necessarily be weaker but it be might be thinner weaker. as well yeah um, like I remember I still have a Grigory 1 oh um, those things are fucking battle horses man they fucking yeah you amazing. tie it on the end of a rope and beat someone to death with it yeah they're amazing but they also weigh like 4 they kilos bomb yeah. but I remember I was working at a climbing wall and when I got in there they had a Grigory 1 um, hung up on a shelf and I was like oh whose is this and they're like oh it's 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 just the old retired one it's, we don't it's, use it anymore it's an antique it's a relic yeah we, like, we don't use it anymore it's retired we got a new one and I was like oh okay <laughs> that's mine now <laughs> yeah um, and then I have another Grigory one that I bought on eBay for like $20 because the Grigory 2 came out and I was like I want one of them yeah and I was actually trying to convert it to make it easier for rope solo but I ended up trying to drill a hole through it um, to put a bit of cord on it and the drill bit broke inside that's that's a good advertisement for yeah, some hefty so, so hefty I just uh, I just filed down the broken bit of drill bit and like kind of covered over it a bit with a bit of dirt and it was fine I still use it okay now yeah um, I think what a lot of companies so every company even down to fucking fruit nowadays there's planned obsolescence in all of it yeah. so the only way for uh, companies to keep making money keep on fucking turning over more money and more profit every year is yeah. to make you buy more of their shit yeah um, and with climbing equipment that's difficult because it has to meet a certain standard and last yeah. like take a lot of falls essentially yeah but how they've started I think to get around it in, in recent years is uh, start marketing this fucking ultra lightweight shit yeah Black Diamond did it with their cams and like there was so many complaints about them falling apart like yeah um, just true wear and um, they, could, they can just turn around and say, yeah, but it's lightweight. What do you want? Yeah, well, I, I think that's actually a really interesting one because like, just as a quick example, I have cams that were given to me by my uncle, by my uncle, and nuts that like, sure, today I placed a nut that my uncle had given me fucking 10, 12 years ago that mm-hmm. he had for 10, 12 years. And it's still a bummer. Yeah. It's just been looked after and not fallen on a lot. Like. Um, and I mean, like that was a DMM nut that was made like, 25 years ago or yeah, something yeah. and he paid like 8 or 9 pounds for it and it's still getting used today um, 
I think one of the reasons companies are moving over to Dyneema and stuff like that is because they can then say, oh, send us back your cams every couple of years. We'll resling them for you for a small fee. Yeah, keep, which keeps, a, keeps totally the revenue fine, stream yeah. coming in. Yeah. yeah, totally fine. But I noticed that on the new Black Diamond Ultralights, there was huge amounts of uh, complaints about the trigger wires just falling apart on them, like just mm. completely coming apart because they're super light. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. I can really see that. And I wonder if they're just making them harder to fix and replace. Like, I had an issue with my Alien Fixie cam as well. The trigger wires on it went. Um, ever, ever since the new Fixie came out, they are so much worse than the old ones. But, uh, every, uh, like, you know, it was a real, like, you know, I kind of had to, like, really use my, you know, I spent ages trying to fix it more because, uh, like, it would have been it would have been better for me to go out and buy one. Yeah. But I got, like, a couple of posts and a video edit on just Bomber Gear. That's why I bothered. Yeah. It was, like, making paper clips and threads and glues and, you know, UV resins and stuff to try yeah, get it yeah, to work again. That's like, enjoyable as well, though. Yeah, know. I did kind of enjoy it. But, like, I wonder how many people would have just sent it back to them and they would have gone, no, fails uh, fails inspection, buy a new one. You know? Yeah. It was just kind of a, you know, kind of a bit of an irk that I was like, you know, I have cams that my uncle gave me that are 20 years old. Yeah. And I've never had an issue with any of them with trigger wires breaking or so. And yeah, don't get me wrong, they're heavier and I prefer the lighter ones. That's why I have the lighter ones. But I mean, I, I always wonder are kind of climate companies looking at how long their gear is going to last and is it going to is it gonna say, fuck, you know, this might outlast us yeah. as they, a company, you know? Well, yeah, well, they, they, they'll be looking at ways to, to make Pick you more buy money, more yeah. of their shit, which means they're looking at ways to say, let's make it fall apart in five years yeah in exactly five years yeah I want it to fall apart like fucking uh, printers are designed to fucking print 40,000 pages you know and then like, go and yeah then, and then die and that's the way they're designed and it's written in the in the manual you know when you buy a printer it's written in there it's gonna go after it, this point it's yeah. gonna go after a while but it doesn't have to but it does so I wonder how they're gonna like obviously the ultralight thing I would always advise people not to buy it. Like, you've no real reason to be buying ultralights. That's, that's the thing about climbing gear. You know, if, if, you, if you're talking about a printer or whatever, or a phone, mm. you're still going to buy that phone in the future. You're still going to buy that printer. You're still going to buy it, whatever. I mean, if you have one bad experience with a piece of gear, that's it. You're not going to go back to that company. Well, Especially you, if it's a big you, one. You might have to crawl back when yeah, your, leg, like, your legs are broken. Yeah, like, how do you build in, you know, how do you build in obsolescence into a product that someone's life relies on exactly yeah that's you know? that's, that's probably what they have teams of people working uh, out they probably wonder, have fucking and I wonder could you just go hey if your Grigory wears down to this point throw it out oh your Grigory's worn down to that point throw it out yeah you know and I mean your, I think your man Rob uh, Bison had went out and bought an Eddie I think it was or maybe it was an Eddie or something like that, you know those Edward ones yeah um, well fuck that man I wouldn't those things why you <laughs> look at us flip flopping though oh, ultra like gears bollocks don't yeah. buy it man it's fucking shite what about that heavy one? Nah, fuck that one too heavy. Like, we're like Waldo or fan uh, the other fucking muppet. Oh, yeah. um, I fucking despise the Eddie man. Yeah, because it's, so it's backwards. It's backwards. It's They're backwards trying to thing. kill people. Um, but uh, do you see, Edelbert are coming out with a recycled rope now. Partly recycled rope. Well, there you go. There's there's how you fucking kill people real quick. No, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Talk about that for a segue. Um, I, I thought that was kind of cool. You know. I, I kind of like that it was like not not like you know we're, re- we're not like we're tying ropes together or mm. this section here in the middle is half power cord it was like uh, you know recycled fibres that they would process to make their thread and their core and stuff so they're recycled cool. from their own factories they're, they're yeah, own, yeah as far as I know yeah it's just well like or not necessarily their own factories but they're they're, they're rope making companies around the world yeah like the raw materials they're using to make it are mm. from reused yeah. sources which it's is not like cool. it's old fucking no. you know soda bottles yeah like a lot of people were asking me like where they once other ropes and I was going no I'm sure I'm sure it's the raw materials that have been remade you know because mm. I talk a lot of shit about Adelaide you know 
I really, I really used because I had that bad experience at one of their aiders once, and I was just like, no. Oh, it fell apart, did it? No, it was um, every time I'd step in it, it was like one of those adjustable aiders, so you'd clip it to something, pull it tight to where you wanted to stand in it. Yeah. Um, but every time I'd be standing in it, it would then just the extendable it would just automatically extend all the way and jam it or not at the end really? of it. Um, and I remember I was like, did, maybe did, I'm just using was this. it was it in the right way around? Like, well, that's the thing. Like, I was like, maybe I'm using this wrong. But it was the same type of like ANSR style buckle that like leg loops have, you know, yeah, yeah. that you don't have to double back, um, and you can't. Um, and I remember like, because I was actually I was actually out with Paul Swale when it happened, and I showed it to him, and he was like, yeah, th- like that's set up right. It's just shit. Get rid of it. And he was like, this is awful. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, yeah, fucking hell. Okay. Um, and I emailed Edward. They said nothing back. They didn't get back to me. I was like, all right, guys. I actually emailed the guys I bought it off, and they're like, oh, we're so sorry. Here's an instant refund. There's money in your account. We recommend this one. Who, who was that? Uh, that was Alpine Trek. Alpine Trek. Yeah, alpinetrek.com. I, I <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Today's sponsor. No. <laughs> but no, but like literally within like, you know, half a day, half a working day, they're responsible. Like, oh, the money's back in your account. Should be there tomorrow. Here's a link to another one we think is better. Yeah. Um, see, see what all that shit as well, like of buying, buying climbing gear o- online, um, and having a bad experience and then having to send something back and it's n- oh no they actually didn't ask me to send it back they were just like just take a picture of it to us send it to us and chuck it in the bin yeah, yeah no but so. I mean uh, Adelrid's never got back to you oh yeah like yeah that. yeah but um, yeah that's why I buy from I buy from a guy in Ireland who yeah. uh, as much as I can uh, it's a little bit more expensive but that's fucking life I know? started buying from him as well actually and just because I know that it'll be posted to me the next day literally the fucking next day every time you get it in two days it'll be there in two days and if there's anything wrong with it He'll just send you fucking a replacement or whatever, like straight away. He's super good. Yeah. Well, actually, I've never had that wrong one of my orders, but yeah. No, I haven't What's either. His, uh, we mentioned his website, will we? Uh, yeah. Well, it's only useful to people in Ireland, I'd imagine. But uh, well, I'd, you know, we've got millions of people listening, Brian. It's so. uh, <laughs> it's it's Alpine Sports. Uh, I think it's dot ie, but Alpine. Sport, I think it is dot ie. Alpine yeah. Sports Ireland. I Alpine mean, Sports dot yeah. Which is funny because we don't have any Alpine. Uh, <laughs> any, <laughs> yeah, any, any Alpine mountain ranges in Ireland. <laughs> But, uh, that's a really good yeah, point yeah no Nigel's his name I think uh, he's a, he's a fucking brilliant like that's the kind of customer service you want like you know yeah. what I mean there's no if you go to the lowest bidder you're gonna get the customer service of the lower lowest bidder yeah, yeah. Um, actually I was gonna go off on a mad tangent there but I won't there's yeah. nothing to do with climbing but uh, yeah like you, you, when you pay money you get you get yeah. better service definitely. Mm-hmm. and that, I think that, that we can go full circle back to yeah. to the to climbing gear if you're if you're buying the ultra light stuff and all the buy the fucking the good old solid well reviewed you know well the stuff, used the, stuff the company made their money on you know workhorse you or know. made their name on I yeah, guess just buy DMM just DMMs all the way like yeah. um, but uh, did you see another piece of Edelred kit that's coming out now um, it was an unanodized aluminium carabiner Unanodized aluminium carabiner. Yeah, what, what the what does that mean, Patrick? So you know, what, you know, what, <laughs> it's it's some kind of new treatment process they're working with that's actually more environmentally friendly, um, and it's supposed to be as hard wearing. Now, to me, that sounds like utter bullshit. So the anodization on on an on an aluminium carabiner that is purely there for uh, to, to make it more robust. Is that what it is? Yeah, so it's... Uh, Harder wearing. So, yeah, it's, it's an oxide layer on it. Yeah. Sorry, it's not on it, it's in it. It's not like it's painted on, yeah. it's it's treated. Um, and actually, the way uh, the way they get the different colours to anodising, as far as I know, it's basically how thick a layer is anodised or oxidised. And the light refracts different amounts by how far it bounces in. That is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's due with like, how long it's heated or what chemicals are used, but I know it's 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 not like a different colour layer. It's, it's a different depth of the anodising, um, which is cool. 
but uh yeah they they seem to be kind of coming out with some stuff that's like actually environmentally friendly you know and i i spend a lot of time shitting on their gear and giving out about them but uh you know i fucking i mean it like i don't like it <laughs> no that's not true uh, so what's the 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 point behind their unanodized carabiner is that it's more well, they're, they're, eco-friendly it's more eco-friendly and more hard wearing apparently that's oh. what someone said to me now I, I haven't used one I don't know if it's actually even out yet Yeah, and we're in the hands of people but, I'm uh, interested in that now because I, yeah. I, I don't exactly know what they mean by but, uh, more yeah, it's, e- it just looks it just looks like a plain steel carabiner almost like just grey mm. um, I don't know it could be cool like it's it's not steel obviously it's aluminium but uh, it looks cool yeah, if we if we're to follow my point there a minute ago about uh, um, not going ultra light, not going all, we'd have to just have steel gear on us. Oh yeah, we just steel gear and nails and yeah. homemade aiders and yeah. Just like I mean, in. the breaking strength obviously of aluminium is the same, if not maybe slightly better, is it? Um, than um, steel. steel. I mean, if I'm ever approaching that breaking strength, I'm not going to go. Yeah. Oh, I wish no, I had just steel. just out of interest, it, it's around the same, isn't it? Like it, it's there's not much. Uh, oh, I think there is. Is there? Yeah, I think if you look at like a steel DMM Ste- carabiner, steel is stronger. It's yeah. like fifty kilonewtons or yeah. something. They're fairly hefty. So like yeah, either way, you're not going to create the force on either of them, and it's down to like where like where like you'd use steel in in situations where it's going to get massive amounts of wear. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we should all just go back to steel. Is, is the point? That yeah, we should all go back to steel and aid climbing. Yeah, just nailing. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, or uh, or we could go the opposite direction and just use uh, monkey's fists. Oh, thank but God! We'll, we'll talk a about monkey's fist. We always shut, shut up there, man. Don't say that now. Jeez, <laughs> uh, we went on a fucking. I don't even know what we talked about. There yeah, I just feel real bad because for years I've been shitting that Edelrid, and I've seen the last while they've actually made some stuff that's kind of cool. I really like a lot of this stuff they make. Uh, yeah. I think for a while, the quality of their soft goods was pretty poor. Now, not the, not yeah. their slings, but like yeah. all would, the supplementary stuff that, like yeah. rope bags and you know yeah. all that kind of crap. Like it yeah. was, it was just the buckles were shit. Oh, I remember helmets used to do my fucking head in. Uh, the University Mountaineering Club I started with UCC in Cork. Um, they must have had a deal with Aylward. Yeah, and they got it all cheaper than than any other company. And yeah, back then it was all very poor. So the the helmets and the closing mechanism at the back of the wheel. Yeah, I said mechanism really poorly there. Ugh. Go on, Me- say it again. Mechanism. Mechanism. The mechanism at the back. <laughs> you drove, Brent. I wish. Um, the they'd fall off. The the little turning wheel oh, would shit. fall off. They actually still have that turning wheel, but I I don't know if it falls off as much anymore. <laughs> But uh, I thought that's fucking awful because if the helmet isn't tight around your head like that, it is useless. It is yeah. absolutely useless. It has to be able to stay on your head when you take a fall. It's like if you see someone cycling with the, the chin strap undone on their helmet. <laughs> You're like, well, the helmet's going to fly. You've just created like a 60 euro projectile. Yeah. You know, it's not going to yeah. do anything for your head. You may yeah. as well have a ham sandwich on the top of your head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. The their ballroom pads and all the clothes and um, all all the hooks and, and mm. kind of straps and stuff used to be pretty yeah, poor. Yeah, like that happened poor. as well to a couple of Edinburgh jackets. The whole thing just kind of fell apart after a while. Yeah. But I think they they seem to have addressed a lot of that. Yeah. Um, have you seen their new um, like tubular slings? No. They're actually kind of cool. It's oh, like, the aramids. Yeah. Things. Yeah, actually, I have. Yeah. I kind of like them. At first, I was like, oh, they're annoying to place on. They're stiff. Like, they're stiff. Yeah, and they're yeah. awkward. Yeah. But uh, someone was saying to me like, you just you use them for. Uh, 
use them instead of your big heavy nylons you use for building top anchors with and top rope anchors with and stuff yeah because they're easier to untie and I was like oh yeah they're really good for threads yeah they're, they're really like poking Did, through stuff there's not a huge amount of need for thread and stuff under pressure in Ireland but hmm. I know when you go to like uh, Pembroke and that there's, there's a lot of like limestone kind of little holes and pockets and stuff that you can you could thread and sometimes you you might need to thread it a little bit quickly and yeah nylon one flopping around in your hand or the dyneema one flopping around in your hand is yeah. useless bit of stiffness on that man straight in there straight in yeah yeah um, no in. I think I actually I kind of like them I'm not going to go out and buy any but uh, <laughs> that wasn't meant to be a joke I just I, I can see why someone would go yeah I want these for a specific thing you know they're not I thought they were initially fucking useless and shite but I could see someone going I need them for this or that like. yeah mm. yeah there you go Chase, we killed it we killed a bit of time there. that wasn't too bad Don't they, is, it, is it Adelrid that um, have the rope that's like really hard to cut through oh I did see that I don't know that was them though I think it was they'd some new like weaving method for the sheath. I think it was there. Yeah, it was very cool. I I, they, I can't remember how they tested it, but they, it was like a bandsaw or something. They, were, they had like a giant. They had it under tension, pulled tight over like a giant rotating steel wheel. Yeah, like a cutty, like a like a giant pizza cutter essentially. Yeah, um, it looked really cool. Yeah, I mean that'd be like if someone said, "Hey, our car has even uh, even stronger seatbelts." I'd be like, "Well, I've never needed to use a seatbelt, and I've never seen one break." in person so you know is it that is it that much more would you pay more for a rope that's less likely to get cut yes uh, <laughs> I just realised how retarded that question was as I said it no, out loud no no no, no it's fair it's, it's fair no you're, de- you're dead right if you've got a rope there's no real instances of ropes snapping that I know of um, unless they've been damaged previously by uh, corrosive uh, corrosive agents or yeah or, um, if they've like I don't know been chopped by a fucking rock or whatever mm. like, um, unfortunate stuff but like the, I suppose like I mean, I mean if a rock does fall on your fucking rope and I mean it, it gets cut through you you could, you would have been for your last like three or four seconds of floating towards the earth you might be sitting there looking up going damn I wish it was a Nadelrid fucking reinforced rope that I had <laughs> um, yeah I mean there have been times when you whip on need you look down and go oh, I should have extended that bit a bit more but I I'm think more for edge. like more for big wally stuff that where yeah. where the rope is getting massive amounts of where if yeah. you're doing like I'm talking probably about more more so professional expedition climbers who are doing yeah. stuff in Greenland and Patagonia. It's not a bad idea, yeah. And so where, if they're up there for like fucking two weeks on a wall, you don't want to be like replacing the ropes and shit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like uh, I think Andy Kirkpatrick was saying a while ago that he has this thing. If he's gone up on a big, you know, solo climb or big, big wall climb, mm-hmm. he'll buy a new rope before he goes up. Yeah, specifically yeah. with the intention of once I'm finished, this rope can become a normal trad rope or whatever, or a normal leading rope or a normal climbing rope. But when you're first going up, buy a new rope because you'll have that extra in the back of your mind. Well, it's a brand new rope. It's good to go. It's cool. It's yeah, it's tip top. You know, which I think is a really cool idea. I like that. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> how far would you extend it would you get new shoes new... Oh, I knew you were going to fucking bring that up <laughs> as soon as I said it, oh I just buy a new rope for every climb don't worry about it man <laughs> money bags no a session around oh, here sake <laughs> yeah bollocks um, yeah what, what, what were we talking about that led us into that 
I think we were talking about dog shit on ropes. <laughs> yeah, and it was just one long, continuous fucking verbal diarrhea after that's, that. That's what we it? should do. We should uh, we should invent a rope that's covered in some kind of super non-sticky agent that dog shit just rolls right off. That's not a bad idea. Just, there you go. That's Man, I'm telling you, that's it. Mm, I like that, yeah. Can you imagine how quickly I go through belay plates, though? Probably pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Like shit even, off a stick, boy. Even quicker than through... Uh, even quicker through Grigri's, man. Yeah. Um... We did the live podcast there. What was it last we week did. or the week before? I don't know. Probably yeah. eight months ago. Yeah. <laughs> we are pretty bad at keeping yeah. our schedule. That was good fun. We had I a, really enjoyed that. We had, yeah, we had that some was good contributors. Like this one. So if you missed it, that's um, unfortunate. Uh, For we, you, we were hoping to post that that live uh, that live podcast up on this up on Spotify, but we kind of dropped the ball with um, getting that sorted. So. We'll try and get the next one. Yeah. We're going to try and do a few more live ones. And um, we'll get the, the the copy of it and uh, post it up online for anyone that misses it. Um, mm. Yeah, we, we, had, we had a good few people, you know, text in. and Because you can live chat on Yeah, we had someone call in as well. Yeah, we had someone call in. Do you remember yeah. his name? Um, no, but I know... Fuck, he, I feel like an arsehole now. <laughs> I know he's from Quebec. Or yeah. He's from a French-speaking part of Canada. That was anyway. really cool. Well, yeah, yeah. I think he thought he was like ringing up uh, a competition line. He sounded disappointed towards the end when he hadn't won anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Fuck's sake, Brent. <laughs> hint taken. <laughs> no, I wasn't making a hint. Don't give me anything. Um, um, there was one thing I had from um, from that live episode that I wanted to talk about that we didn't get around to, hmm. and that is I've seen on some climbing websites and climbing magazines the reporting of um kids climbing stuff yeah um so specifically when someone exceptionally young climbs something exceptionally hard yeah so like an example it'd be like oh 11 year old bloody blah climbs fucking 8a in such and such a place you know yeah. and like you have a picture of the kid in the in the climbing magazine um how do you feel about that it makes me feel shit about myself but good for the sport yeah I don't like the way they're kind of highlighting the kid climbing a yeah. little bit. It's kind of like you're putting the kid up on this pedestal, like the kid's a really good climber, and I go, just let the kid climb. Mm. You know? Yeah, I think so too. I think this is the... like I, I get why it's cool. It's revolutionary for the sport, you know. Yeah. It's like uh, you know, it's great for this kid to be. Or it's great for the sport to say, look, this is the new standard of the next generation. You know, mm-hmm. it's like well, cool, but like, I, I don't like the idea of putting the spotlight on kids who do really well climbing hard stuff because hmm. maybe the maybe the kid's going to get to the age of 13 or 14 and go I like horse riding or I like scrapbooking like I don't necessarily like the idea of I think more bad comes out of it than good other than for the publications obviously do you mean you mean more bad um, so for the, the child psychologically or like? yeah I mean like I don't know how good it is to have loads of people thinking a kid's really good at I, you know I just I don't mm. like I don't like a kid being posted up online it's just kind of like look at this kid doing this thing it's like well you know you know adults do that too you know let's look at them because they're adults you know let's let the kid yeah. do their own thing you know well how do you feel then about um, I don't know if it actually happens but how do you feel about kids getting sponsored Um, I, I know oh, like maybe that's a tough one, yeah. 16 plus I know definitely that yeah. um, young climbers get sponsored I don't know about sub 16 years of age 
if they get sponsored or not but like if it is the case how would you feel about that what do you think if it is the case for sub 16 yeah like no I don't like that at all I'm into that no. don't like that now I mean like I've seen like a couple of like you know 16 17 year old kids who are kind of on like you know national teams or mm-hmm. near enough national teams getting like you know gear sponsors and oh, no one can see me do the finger quotes where they're sponsored just to give loads of gear to them I think that's really cool mm-hmm. I like that I like that idea where it's like you know just this kid could be good here's some gear and also tell people about our gear don't say anything wrong with that that's that's totally fine yeah but I don't like you know oh an 11 year old has climbed this and it's in this big magazine there's a picture of the kid and it's like I don't know it seems a bit weird to me yeah well that's going to be a short segment because I agree bollocks <laughs> with every, Wait, everything me, me, you just said let me, let me back up there <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, it not no, I have to I have to say that not a lot of publications and not a lot of uh, climbing um, websites do that no. I, it's actually rare enough yeah but there's one specific website um, that does it very often. Who, who you're not going to say it? Uh, I know. Ma- Mention to me. Uh, oh no, maybe see if I'm wrong. If that's I'm, that's it, something, and yeah, that's that's something. But the one I'm thinking of, they do, they do it. No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> no, if it was rock and ice, I'd say it. Even them fucking say it, man. Podcast leaving out bastards, fucking wankers. Uh, <laughs> but that's not true. We love you, Rocket Eyes. I love their stuff. I, I, I won't read it. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't ha- have it in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> Fuck's sake, Brian. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. You're pissing off everyone. <laughs> I love, it. Uh, I love no, it. No, it's not them. I, I don't think I haven't actually read enough of their articles to know if they, they, they do that kind of thing. But no, there is there is specifically a website that I've seen. Um, oh, I know who it is now. Yeah. And yeah it's often it's it's quite often and it's quite often kids from the country that that website is based in yeah um and as well just the people who are over over their age they when they're reporting on them doing something good they'll mention that they're from that country or region yeah. in the title so you're building not only uh you're building up young people but uh, you're also building up this kind of weird sense of nationalism, which is very, I I've, I find it very odd. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a bit of weird nationalism in all of us. So I suppose it's hard not to, but I find it strange. I, I don't agree with it. Um, I, I think I'll, you could talk a whole fucking other podcast about the dangers of nationalism. Yeah. But I think specifically mentioning it in climate news is, is unless it's to do with international competition and it's relevant, yeah, um, I think it's pretty poor. Well, well, like the thing I the thing I would say is I think that climbing is getting so much more popular. Yeah, so much more, especially the indoor comp style. It's funny if if people had just come down and watch us climbing, it'd be way less popular. I think they should, man. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but I think like climbing's getting way more popular, and I think in the future we're gonna see all this stuff start to bleed in to the climbing world. You know where this kind of reality bleeds in. Where it's you know like deals with sponsors and mm. kids and and different countries competing and stuff like climate's going to the Olympics soon enough. Yeah, is it going to be you know like you know the Olympics has state sanctioned doping. Is it going to be state sanctioned doping in climbers? You they know? will one hundred percent. Yeah, Absolutely. there we go. I didn't want to say it because you know I'm surprised. I don't want to piss surprised. off any Russian people, but like <laughs> oh Jesus, man, they fucking they rigged the Olympics. It's bullshit. <laughs> I don't want to get a fucking you know poisoned in a cup of tea, man. <laughs> Vladimir can get you no matter where you live. Oh but. Jesus, we're fucked, man. We're fucked. Not at all. Uh, but but I mean, you know, I just I don't like any of this shit bleeding into climate. Yeah, you know? I, that's an interesting point as well, though, about the Olympics. That 
potentially let's say uh, Ireland are in the Olympics and every time we're in the Olympics and climbing we're very close to fucking Spain in the rankings mm. and then suddenly you know we've got this well Irish people don't tend we don't tend to be that like that you know I have, mean, have, have grievances against other countries apart from one, the one next door but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shut up Brian 30% of our listeners are from that country <laughs> but uh, yeah no the, it'd be weird to have like you know an Irish climber and mm. a Spanish climber at an international competition giving each other the stink eye because you know we've yeah. got this weird rivalry because of countries now yeah I'd be very odd. I, I can't see that happening to the same extent as yeah. maybe I don't know winter sports are massively competitive and yeah. soccer and stuff like that but. yeah well I think there's like there's something like there could see out of it being good you know you know like the Euros in the Euros football in Europe every mm. year where the Irish team go over and all these Irish fans pay loads of money to watch Ireland get hammered at football and get drunk yeah and it's like, you know, a thing where the Irish just descend on the stadium and there's waves of green in every pub not watching the match and going mad. I never really liked football because um, I was shit at it, so I was picked last, so I never played it and got worse. Yeah. Uh, I hated it. But uh, I think it'd be cool, you know, if, if climbing would be saying such a big team, we'd go over and, you know, watch all the Irish climbers fall off at the second clip. We all go, hey, and then get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Irish climbing team show up, you know, a bunch of middle-aged trad dads <laughs> drinking beer all day. <laughs> go on! go on Jude <laughs> you know it'd be brilliant <laughs> I think it'd be cool but uh, I would turn up to a international climbing competition if that was the crack that was going I, I could so see myself doing that you know uh, but yeah back back to the kind of original point um, <laughs> sorry <laughs> no you're fine um, I do have a I, I do have a problem with that I think it, it, in every scenario that that's happened like whether it be media or um fucking sports or whatever uh where kids are being put up on a pedestal um, Mm. it ends badly it always ends badly like look at all of those you know kids who were famous in in the states through the the disney club like Mm. each and every one of them are completely fucked wankers yeah wankers i know great bunch of lads no they're all wankers britney spears is a legend (laughs) oh britney spears sorry i forgot she was in the disney club um, Britney for life. They, they're all fucked. They're all fucked. Anyone who's a child star in anything, yeah, is is kind of fucked. Footballers as well. You start to see it even more and more because of the the massive amounts of money mm. involved. You see them getting caught drunk driving and, yeah. um, you know, getting into assaults and and you know ver- various kind of criminal activities. Um, but like the issue to me is be like you know is the kid then going to go keep climbing hard stuff at a young age because they want to keep climbing hard stuff. Mm. or are they going to keep climbing hard stuff because it gets my publications you know is it going to put the wrong mentality in their this head is, this like, is it the thing that'll change the thing that'll change that is the the money aspect yeah. so um if if a parent has a kid who's fucking really good and he starts getting interest off you know sponsorships that are mm. 10 20 30 40 50 grand a year and there's multiple sponsors offering that yeah and the parent's gonna be like yeah come on jimmy climb it's fucking and time it's time to get up for uh, yeah. five o'clock in the morning and, like, and go for a jog and, and it ties ties into what we were talking before is there gonna be people fucking faking shit 100 percent. there's yeah. already people fake oh god i'm getting furious now <laughs> the reason i left instagram is there's already people faking shit on instagram to make themselves more marketable now when you say faking shit you mean faking climbing shit yes so making it seem so, oh god! See, this 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 is this is killer. Um, they, Say it, do it. So the, there's always kind of an unwritten rule in climbing that you you don't you don't lie about a sense. You, like I could turn around tomorrow and say, 
I've climbed uh, fucking E7, hmm. do you know, and I could get someone to fucking back me up, do you know, yeah. I, I get someone to lie for me. You could easily do that, but most people don't. We, yeah. like, the, everyone doesn't. You yeah. know, it's just this kind of unwritten thing that you don't lie. Yeah. Um, I'm sure people have. But there's a little grey area where you can say, I'm projecting this room. Yeah. And you have pictures of yourself on something that's way harder than that and you've climbed before. Yeah. Um, and you're kind of letting on that you're up in that realm. Now, I don't, I'm not talking about someone who's like, you know, projecting something two grades higher. That's fucking normal. That's that's absolutely... Oh, thank God. I thought you were having to go a meter. <laughs> no, that, 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 that's absolutely normal. It's obviously project projecting stuff. It has to be harder. Yeah. Or else there's no point in project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's not but you're, you're talking about someone who regularly climbs E3 is going for like an E8 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or someone, who's, someone, someone who's putting up pictures of themselves on a project trying to make it seem like they're, you know, up in that region. So leaving out details to lie, a lie of a mission yeah rather than you know lying specifically saying that they're they're doing this route so they're omitting the, omitting the fact that maybe they have no intention of finishing the route yeah that's um, fair maybe they had a shit time on the route yeah um yeah all the, all of these things and i think that's happening a lot um, I, and routes been made look way harder than they are i think you're right yeah um, I so pe- people are doing that on instagram for not only just for clout for not only for likes uh, and the and the dopamine hit you get from all those likes it's for yeah for clout for potential sponsorship yeah so you could turn into this company oh look i got you know x amount of likes on this 8b c whatever project you know? yeah so essentially your business model shut up you <laughs> <laughs> but i think i think i think the opposite the opposite end of that spectrum you know like what you, we do you know like yeah. we we pretend to be a pair of hapless fucking idiots when actually yeah. we're both like you know high-end alpine climbers and, oh, and we just do that to make ourselves more yeah. approachable so people yeah. will follow us because you know U- Uli Steck used to ring me up when he'd say Bren come here I- I'm trying to I'm trying to you know speed climb Everest uh, do, you- do you have any tips man could you just get that rope up this section for me you know yeah. like. um, <laughs> God rest him oh, but, I feel uh, sad now yeah poor Uli oh, man. man he was a great guy Swiss machine uh, but yeah there, there is already people on so the more that climbing uh comes into the mainstream and becomes mm. bigger then the more people will lie and cheat and and uh, want to get to the top and it yeah. happens in all sports where you reach a certain point and there's a lot of people around as good as you um, yeah. at, at especially cycling and all those things yeah. there, there's very little between everyone so what's next? Doping yeah and there's already an element of but I mean, but the thing, the thing about doping is like if if you're doing that in 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 the climbing world like there's no there's no self check on it you know no i it's assume like, i assume in major competitions they must have oh yeah yeah major competitions i, I, yeah. I don't know but like i i would say like you know if you claim to be a really 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 good golfer mm. and then you end up going to a professional golf tournament you're going to get found out because you're not going to be someone's going to actually be watching you you know that doesn't happen in climbing hold on stuff. hold on there's a way around that yeah and a very probably the smartest greatest most amazing man in the world who happens to be the president of the United States. Don't say his fucking name. I hate that one. I, 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 won't, I, I won't say his name. Uh, the, the great orange one. Oh, jeez. Um, we have to cut all this out now. <laughs> he, what he's done, is, so apparently he's a really good, the greatest golfer, the greatest golfer, super best golfer. Best balls. Be, be, the best guy, best golfer. He, um, he's the greatest golfer because he is brilliant on golf courses run by himself yeah so 
All you have to do is open a climbing wall. <laughs> <laughs> is this why Rory can only do uh, all these mad routes that he sets in DCC? Oh, mm. sorry, I shouldn't say that either. Because <laughs> he sets moves only he can do. <laughs> well, that's, there, there, there's a bit of that as well with, with uh, route setting. That, like, obviously, the route setter sets to their style, size yeah. and shape. and yeah. all, That's why good route setters can set for all styles. And, yeah. And all that that's it. I, I do love Rory's routes. They're cool. He's actually got a route setting page at the moment, but. Yeah. just like we walk into the room Jim would be like doing a route and you go oh no I got in three clips up I'm not going to finish this why oh it's a Rory route and we'll go oh it's a Rory route we're not going to get it so <laughs> um, yeah so I, I think we have talked about that before the, yeah. the kind of doping and, and more money going into it but um, how did we start that conversation where uh, we went from, from uh, dog shit on ropes <laughs> to recycled ropes yeah. to environmental gear we should have one of those. Uh, st- are they stenographers? Stenographers. Yeah, yeah. a little lady in the corner smoking a cigarette, <laughs> typing away, just tippy yeah. tapping away. Yeah. Leave that back to me there, Gillian. Uh, Gillian. <laughs> um, Great name. If your name is Gillian and you are a stenographer, please reach out. <laughs> or uh, must be called Gillian. No, any name from the 1950s will do. Eunice or uh, Gladys or anyone Gladys. like that. Yeah. We'll, mm. we'll take anyone like that. Uh, you have to smoke through one of those extended cigarette holders. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to have glasses. Yeah. The, you know those visors? Uh, the like the green-capped peak yeah, ones? F- yeah, fear yeah. and loading in yeah. Las Vegas visors. Absolutely, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, if just Johnny Depp wants to go to that character and do it again for us. It's okay, we can we can stop talking shit. I remember how we got to that point. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the yeah so reporting on kids in in major oh yeah that was it that uh, was it yeah so we're we're bo- we're both against it yeah cool yeah yeah Whew, that was good there was no I won't I won't go in that direction actually. <laughs> you got it now right you no, can't do it no 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 I, I I don't no. don't do me dirty no. <laughs> um if if there's anyone listening from Montana I, I need someone to clear something up for me so. A friend of mine is moving to Montana in a few weeks, and as when, when any time I, I can't even speak English anymore. Uh, <laughs> any any time a friend moves somewhere, the first thing I do is check and see if there's rock climbing close by. So nice. that'll dictate whether I'll go and visit them or not. Um, <laughs> so I was looking up, and there, there's a lot of stuff dotted around Montana. But I was looking on Mountain Project and I kind of caught a little bit of a conversation in the comments um, indicating that not everything in Montana has been documented and it hasn't been documented on purpose by the locals for what there used to be an ethic that you don't publish um, what the new routes or whatever you just keep it keep it to yourself which Sounds bizarre to me, and I was trying to find out a bit more, but I couldn't. I couldn't really get anything solid. So, if anyone's listening from Montana, um, could you give us a message and let us know, like, or if you know an old schooler from Montana, because I, I don't think it's the ethic anymore. It seems like something that was, you know, from days gone by. But if you know anything about it, or know an old trad dad from Montana, or, or trad mom from uh, uh, Montana, just just get them to fucking give us a message and let us know what it, that was all about. Because I'm really interested in the idea that you don't publish any new routes. Uh, and what was the reason behind that? Is it just well, that's what that's what I'm trying to find out? Yeah, yeah I, could I it could it, it could be anything. like don't we don't want people to know, or could it be more like 
don't be going bragging now. If you do a route, you do your route, and that's it. You don't tell anyone. You don't talk about it. You just do the route. Yeah, I, it? it's really odd. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. Or maybe I could have misread the the comments, and it might have meant something else. <laughs> or maybe it was someone taking the piss. Yeah. Um, you know, being really sarcastic, and everyone else is in on the joke, and I'm reading yeah. it, going, "Oh yeah, that's a fucking interesting topic." <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember, as I heard a, I was at a talk a while ago, a climbing talk, and uh, it was someone talking about some, you know, you know, massive fifteen pitch route they put up in Afghanistan. Mm. They went out and they put up a massive route with mad pitches, middle of nowhere, like hiking out with these guys to bring him to the base and then going up and uh, getting to the top. And I think, yeah, big old first ascent and walking around the corner going, oh, there's a fucking piton there. Jesus. <laughs> and they named the route after the piton. It was like first ascent after piton or something like that. I can't remember what the name was now. But uh, I, was like, I was like, that'd just crush me. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought I had it, but no, and it just, just hadn't been published. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I, I'd love to know more about the uh, that, and I wonder if it happens anywhere else. Hmm. So if anyone has ever heard that, um, just just give us a shout and let us know. Yeah. Just yeah, send it in. Actually, if your name is Gillian and you know anything about that, just two two birds one stone. Yeah. Just type it out for us. Yeah. <laughs> free free uh, menthol cigarettes will be provided. Have you ever seen how they they work? They work in a kind of a shorthand way. Where it's not, yeah. They type like they type. It's not real words. It's not real words at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. I've actually I've always wanted to smell what one of those like long menthol cigarette smells like. You know. Well, I'll buy you some menthol cigarettes. Oh god, <laughs> don't no, I don't. Uh, yeah. I think I've said this before, but I used to play on this uh, Irish pub team when I lived in Germany, and we were all we sorry did, Irish what team pub like a, a an Irish pub. Oh right, sorry. Um, yeah. So it was all the pissheads from the Irish pub. Or the collection of Irish pubs in the oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. Altstadt in in Cologne, yeah. and uh, someone had come around on a Sunday morning and gather up all the hungover people in the literally from the pub, take the <laughs> point out of their hand and point them towards a fucking minibus and drive us out to the fucking suburbs to play soccer on a hard fucking sand pitch. Uh, <laughs> It sounds like you're being abducted. I was. Like we we literally abducted people who didn't want to go and play football. Oh, you were doing the abducting. You're not the I, abducting. I, no, at times I was the abductee. At times okay. I was the, okay. like Stockholm syndrome sets in after a while. Look, it happened to me, so it has yeah. to happen to you. At, at times you're the the aggressor. At times you're the aggressee. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, you'd go out and uh, halfway through the fucking the 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 football match, you'd be. Uh, drinking fucking beers and smoking menthol cigarettes <laughs> and there was a, a big tall fucking well, very quiet spoken but you know kind of a, a Glaswegian fella yeah yeah I don't think they make soft Glaswegian I was going to say a quiet spoken Glaswegian I've never met one well, he was quite spoken but you, you kind of you were a bit wary of him you know because, <laughs> Brad what are you saying <laughs> uh, but he, he, he'd like he'd whip out the menthols at half time saying you know menthol is probably better for you than the normal cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, doing it hungover, smoking cigarettes while doing it, and drinking beers in the breaks. I mean, that sounds like a good climbing sport to me, man. It's like just climbing with it extra climbing, steps. It was soccer. I know, yeah, but it's you know. Oh, I, like if if you did it in climbing, you what like in climbing? You no, know, everyone does that in climbing, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I, there was literally once I was getting ready to go up a route, and I think you were be- drinking a beer at the bottom. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd been known to do that for a while. I mean, yeah. I've done that as well. Crack beers. Yeah. If I, I've had beers at the bottom, beers in the middle, beers at the top. Yeah. Uh, they're the best ones. Yeah. Have you ever been really, really drunk when you're climbing? No. Okay. No, no, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't go... Like, I past two beers, I have no interest in climbing after that. Yeah. I mean, like... I mean, like... 
not here, I suppose. No, that w- that wouldn't uh, excite me at all. You feel different. You're just like your body's not yeah functioning in the normal way. And I think the way the the enjoyment you get from climbing is a lot to do up in uh, in control and uh, getting a bit of a dopamine hit and yeah. you know all of these things, adrenaline and all that. I think that all of that changes once you've had more than a few beers. You don't yeah. really get that excitement. It's more just f- sheer terror. <laughs> You know. <laughs> yeah that's fair or the opposite end you, you the, the drink has emboldened you and you're you're, you're like absolute, oh yeah this is fucking an absolute reckless liability yeah yeah exactly yeah so you're not even getting any enjoyment out of the fear anymore because you're just buckled and you're <laughs> you're like you think you're bulletproof you the next day you wake up at the top of an E4 going boom yeah. <laughs> I did it you think you're yeah. the best climber in the world yeah yeah I don't know I don't like uh, I don't like necessarily drinking when I'm climbing too much no because I'm always like I'm not going to just have one or two beers because having one or two beers I think is a waste because mm. I'm what you call Irish and we've just got this bad relationship with alcohol so I'm like if I'm going to have one or two beers I might go I might as well go all in and have nine or ten and then I'm not going to be able to climb so I won't, they don't mix for me really well yeah but, uh, I, d- I did once get very very drunk um, uh, on a route before uh, it was absolute great fun. Uh, I would definitely recommend doing it. Was it a big wall route? Yeah. Oh, well big then, yeah. yeah. Jeez, I mean. Yeah, I, I had about a half a bottle of tequila, I'd say. <laughs> I was gone. Tequila? <laughs> I was gone, yeah. yeah. Par- party drink central. Yeah, we, did we, you bring we, a fucking lemon and some salt as well? We fucking did, did not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we shit. did, yeah. We had a, we had like a, a little uh, coffee pot for making a, uh, Coffee. Irish coffees now, and uh, we'd whiskey and everything. Uh, but we'd like we'd miscalculated, so we got to the top of the route. We said about six or seven beers each. There's a total just error in calculating how many beers we had. Oh, it was an error in the amount you drank. Yeah, you should have just fucking drank more. Yeah. Cloud more drinking. <laughs> so if we if we go over to the to to do something big when we're allowed um, to travel again, when yeah. we're travel again, will we will we bring a shitload of drinking? Um, I'd say, I'd say we'll bring enough for like one hard night, and when we're at the, close enough to the top, we got mad. Or if we only get one pitch up, then we can just get pissed on a ledge. No, I think I think I think me and you will shame each other into uh, getting to the top. Yeah, I think so. See, because remember last time I tried to bail, and just by the pure daggers you were giving me, I was climbing up wild place and gear going. Yeah, no, Brian, I'm done now. I'm gonna come down. <laughs> I'm just gonna do one more move and then I'll come down. I don't think we'd be able to bail. No, I probably wouldn't let you bail unless I was that way inclined myself which it could be man I get up there get up there get scared see I don't think I'd let you bail though I think I think we'd shame each other into doing it yeah but that that stuff it's intimidating enough but yeah sure hopefully we can get over now uh, some stage by the end of the year fingers crossed well the end end of this year the end of next year yeah yeah. hopefully anyway do something big and do something cool yeah get it done I'd like to do that but sure even if we were stuck on the island for another year Ireland's fucking brilliant Literally no end to the rocks. It's fucking class. And yeah. you, you... Like, there's parts of Ireland that... I mean, they're so fucking rural. And, and it's just so friendly. And you're staring out into the Atlantic watching the sunset. Because of where we are, kind of northish. Hmm. Those sunsets in the summer just last forever. Yeah. It's just I've, I've not seen many sites like that, you know. In, in Iceland, rare. You, get a, you get a similar kind of long sunset. A longer one, obviously. Um... And it's just fucking magic. Like I, I, I'd have no place. problem just climbing in Ireland for, for the for the rest of my life. You know. Um, yeah, I. I the I only thing know. you'd be missing is something big. Yeah, which is it, kind yeah. of where I think both of us um, agree that that's where where 
edit you know that's what we're practicing for that's yeah. what we're climbing for is yeah. bigger stuff yeah um, well I think like that was kind of that was actually kind of leads into the topic I was going to bring up next week but it's kind of like I always felt like when I was climbing something as a progression isn't like I, used, I only used to climb indoors mm. on a bouldering wall for when I wanted to do lead and I couldn't boulder or I couldn't lead you know bouldering indoors was just training for lead indoors and then lead indoors was just training for trad yeah and then, you know, trad was just, you know, training for big wall, you know. I wonder, will there ever be a limit, like, you know, will it ever stop? Actually, probably, yeah, because it's not bigger than big wall. But, like, you know what I mean? Well, actually, that's not true either. Like, you know, you could progress to the next level, you know. So, like, a that, lot that's of, when you end up doing speed stuff. And... No, no, I'm, no. No. Nah. Not at the speed we climb, anyway. No, no, no. I, I go for a slowest ascent of something. That'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, time, yeah. timed with a calendar. <laughs> can you imagine how furious people would be though like behind you yeah just like fucking oh you could time lapse it as well hmm. that would be hilarious where it was like a three week time lapse and you just see millions of people going around you can't yeah, yeah. And like just inching your way up like something I, like I heard that. about something similar to that a while ago there was a I think it was a South Korean team of climbers did the nose hmm. but there was something like 30 of them did it together over, over the course well not in like one big group of 30 but they all kind of went up and down and up and down and up and down and I was kind of going like there's only there's only 30 pitches on that or sorry no no sorry there, there was 10 of them doing the 30 pitches and I was going well, just just 3 pitches you only get 3 pitches each that seems a bit slim like you know there was literally 10 people doing one route that has 30 pitches on it not a lot like that's fucking bizarre you know that's a wild thing to do I mean I don't think I've done 30 pitches total in my life so I can't say shit you know but uh, I thought, I remember someone said it to me and I was like yeah it took them fucking ages <laughs> they'd clogging up a real popular route I was like oh yeah probably yeah put your luck <laughs> I like that though I like that idea that you know everyone's moving faster and faster yeah. and faster and they're getting more furious at, oh the, the, the route's all fucking packed full of people mm. and there's so what yeah so actually cool. I think I've talked about this let before. people go slow it's fine I might I might have talked this bit before so stop me if I have but it was uh Jim Reynolds, Chimney Jim. Um, I saw a talk by him before, and it's when he, him, and Brad Gobright were going for the uh, speed record of the nose. Mm-hmm. And I think like he told a joke. You know, someone said to him like, "Oh, what did you do the day, the morning before you did?" He's like, "Oh, well, we actually asked some Europeans could we overtake them." <laughs> and he was like, "You know, I was like, yeah, that's fair. We're slower than you guys, whatever." But um, he was saying like, you know, like he he always gets asked about like, you know, how do you overtake people or whatever? And he's like, well, like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time people are more than happy to get out of your way if they know you're going faster. Mm. And generally, they know you're going faster because you're catching up with them. Yeah. And he was like, but, but uh, you know, he was saying that, like, you know, you bump into these people on a wall and, you know, your initial reaction is, oh, they're kind of in my way. But then you're talking to them, you're chatting to them and, like, every single person you meet up there is so psyched to be up there. Mm. And he's like, he's never met someone on the nose having a bad time. And, you know, he's never he's never gotten stuck behind someone who hasn't been like, oh, I'm sorry, man, I'm just, it's my first time doing it and I'm super chill and also kind of freaked out and ah. And then they'd eventually let him pass. He's like, you know, every single person you meet up there is having an experience. Yeah. And it's cool to meet that person. So what's a couple of minutes, you know? Um, the way he kind of just framed it was, you know, he, he framed it at a talk. He was like, you know, yeah, maybe people get in your way, but they're there having an experience of the lifetime. If you're, if you're going so fast, because you're trying to set some record or something, mm. you know, your ascent doesn't matter as much as theirs. Yeah. So it's totally worth just letting, you know, losing a minute or two to let them sort something out while you get over them and then stand on their head and pull on their gear and untie their ropes and shit in their bag. And, you know, whatever, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter, you know. They're having an experience and it's really, really, you know, something to them. So let them have it, you know. That's it was just, 
it was a really cool it got a big round of applause when he said it and a lot of people afterwards were like I never thought of it like that that's kind of cool that's it yeah exactly and we we kind of touched on it earlier when we were climbing ourselves Um, I don't know if we'll go fully into what we were going Mm. to talk about but just the idea that because someone's a better climber or a faster climber or whatever that they have precedents that they can you know Hmm. that they're more important in a way but they're not anyone anyone who's out there climbing is entitled to be climbing and you shouldn't feel fucking bad or yeah. You know, if you, you shouldn't feel like you're getting in someone's way, obviously let them pass if they want to go past, but, mm. and if it's safe to do so, but you shouldn't feel bad about fucking, you know, being in someone's way if you're in their way or if you're going yeah. slow or, or if they're waiting for you to fucking move on because you're falling off a lot, man, fuck yeah. them. So what? That's your, your right to be there too, you know? But yeah. I think like, you know, part of someone on a route is part of the conditions. Like you wouldn't get up and be, you know, angry because, Definitely, you know, a crack yeah. was too wet and you can't, you know, if there's someone else up there using it, you know, Especially wait you, 20 minutes and if you're on one tomorrow. of the most famous routes in the world yeah that's like, yeah, that's you can't be point. complaining about someone on it oh there's loads of people on the route well yeah you pick the most famous route in yeah, the world pick, pick a pick a zero star you know chassis chassis grade piece of crap you're never going to run into anyone on that like you know yeah like the, our quarry the most famous route in there is Paradise Lost and like you're you're, you're always every day even on fucking Christmas fucking day you'll find a group of people being top roped. That's a great idea, Brian. I'll talk to you later, actually. <laughs> you'll, you'll find people being top roped up that route. And you, yeah. could, you couldn't turn up to that and go, oh, for fuck's sake, these people are in my way top roping on hmm. the most popular fucking route in the quarry. Yeah. It's like, that's the one that's, or like in Glendalough, Prelude Nightmare, you know? Yeah. Very often I've gone up to that crag and looked at it and gone, okay, well, there's a team at the second belay and a team at the top and a team just starting. So by the time we get to the base, the team at the you know middle will be at the top, and the team in the second belay, you know, and you just kind of like it's like a conveyor belt of climbers, but it's totally fine because if I didn't want that hassle, I'd just go pick a shitter route, you know. Yeah, exactly. you're, you're trading great. off, you know, having a good experience on a route with you know people in the way, whatever. You know? Sometimes it's good when there's a shitload of people on the route because it forces you to do something that you might not, you might have been putting off for a while. You Are know? you talking about the time you did spillick and reeds? <laughs> no. <laughs> you go, okay, look. Buddy, we'll go up here and if we have to bail out to the left, we will. Oh, there's a team bailing out to the left. We'll go straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Some great pixie on that route, though. That was cool. Uh, we'll, we'll cut that bit. Yeah, uh, definitely. Sorry. <laughs> so, what time are we at? I don't know. How are we? I'm going to move away from Mike to check. Oh, I think we're uh, we're getting close to towards oh. the end. Oh, thank God, I spent enough time looking at you today. We haven't had any stories or anything. Uh, no, we we so actually haven't. Like, well, yeah. no, there's one or two on the that people are, like small ones that people have sent yeah. in on the Instagram. But I think we can we can talk about them in another day. I, um, I would I would like to finish up on kind of a mini story, I guess. Is it is it a rant? No. Are you, are we gonna get angry? Because I really no no. It's I a think good we story. should finish on anger. It's it's. I, I made someone else very angry. Oh, very, it's very good. good. Maybe I'll get furious then in, on their behalf. No, no, you're gonna be on my side. Okay. So, <laughs> um, there's an Instagram page uh, that I won't mention the name of uh, because I've completely fucking forgotten it. At Dave Hanley. No, <laughs> no, it's just at Hanley. Uh, no, no, it's not Dave. Uh, it's one of these like Instagram accounts that goes around stealing loads of Instagrammers' po- photos. Oh, just bummer gear. No, fuck <laughs> you, man. That's different. I'm different. <laughs> you prick. <laughs> Damn it, 
that was good. I know, I, I know who you're on about. There's, there's, there's like, yeah, they all have climbing in the title. It's like climb.outdoors.boulders.slash-adventure, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so um, there's they essentially just harvest all the really good pictures and put yeah, them up and and then use them to sell shitty T-shirts. Exactly, just yeah. gear slash store dot com. But uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, no, but uh, someone was commenting on their photo, being like, "Here, guys, like, what the fuck? I didn't, uh, I didn't, um, I didn't comment. I didn't, I didn't, you know, you didn't give me credit, like, you know." Yeah, and they didn't ask, and like, I, I really go out of my way to always make sure everyone gets credit and they're okay with me posting and. You know, it's kind of gotten to the point where I just post stuff people send me now, so I don't have to go ask them anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, these guys, uh, they're literally just like, it's some bot grabbing photos and just post them up with a link to buy shitty t-shirts. Um, so, and they had a couple of my original photos up there as well, ones I've actually taken myself. And uh, I messaged them, like, hey guys, uh, what's the story? Uh, how are you getting on? They were like, oh, nothing much. Uh, are you interested in doing an advert with us? And I was like, oh, Yes. I definitely promote your product on your website and your page. So I was like, okay, uh, how much will you pay me? And they're like, oh, we'll pay you fifteen dollars. I was like, yeah, that sounds great, guys. And they're like, okay, blah blah blah. And I was like, actually, I'll tell you what, I'll do it for free. And like, oh, that's amazing. Yes, please. I was like, okay, yeah, on the condition that you uh, take down the photos of uh, Jenny Dot Lemon Pie, who's like a you know really really good American climber who posts all these great photos that they go out and for, you know go out and create. Take down all the photos of her that she's been asking you to take down for days, filing copyright claims, when you've got your name under her photo, and then I'll do it. And then they were like, oh, well, no, like, we got those photos online, and we didn't know, and I was like, bollocks. Like, she's commenting under it, being like, can you please take down my photo, or at the very least, credit me. And they are like, oh, well, this is blah, 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 blah. And then they went through and actually added the credit to all of her photos. I'm just... I'm, I'm not gonna try and fucking send you off on a weird tangent. Oh, but yeah. why, why, why would it be beneficial of someone not to credit the photo? Like I, I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. So if you don't credit the photo, good question. If you don't credit the photo, the person who's in it might not see it for a while, and then you'll uh, get your ticks, your engagement, your likes. Whereas if you credit them, they can straight away go, Instagram, please flag this. It's mine. They didn't credit me, and Instagram will take it down. But so if it's uncredited and then you report it to Instagram, like will they not take it down for you? They will, yeah, but it will take a fair amount of time, uh, and it usually takes up to forty-eight hours. Um. Yeah. Sorry. No. I no. Did, sorry. No. I, you're going to distract you. I was just thinking of the three or four times I've done that and gotten caught. But anyway. <laughs> um. But um. Basically, she was commenting on going, "What the hell? Take it down." And they were like, you know, still posting daily and not acknowledging her comments. So I was like, "Yeah, take all these down." They added the credit to her or whatever. And then um. Oh, yeah. Then I went back and literally the next immediate post after is like a picture of a dog sleeping on top of a pair of climbing shoes or something, you know, really cute. Mm. And I was like, hey guys, like, you know, why doesn't this dog have a credit? Like, oh, so now we have to credit a fucking dog? Come on, just post our photo ads or whatever. Or post our competition. And I was like, hey man, they're heckin' good dogs. They deserve a credit, you know? And then they were getting uh, really, really angry at me and shouting like in all caps, like, what the fuck did we do to you? Like, why are you being such a... And he went to type, why are you being such a dick? But miss, miss, mistyped it to, why are you being such a duck? <laughs> <laughs> so I immediately replied, quack, quack, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the very end of it, I was like, look, man, I just, you know, you've got people asking you to post credit. Just post credit, you know, let people know where stuff came from and blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, okay, fine, I will. But will you please still post my ad? I was like, no! <laughs> I just left him hanging. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I put it up online. I, I screenshotted all his messages and uh, sent them to the people who'd been, you know, giving out about him. Mm. Uh, but it was it was very fun to see someone kind of, uh, and a lot of his all his all his photos of that tagged person were then taken down, which is kind of good. Yeah. 
there's, there's a lot of them there's a lot of those yeah. pages doing yeah. that shit but it's, it's I, just it's there's just, a, lot, a lot of those pages doing that like I, I obviously have only seen the climbing ones but I'd imagine in every fucking oh, yeah, sport yeah, yeah. but like it's it's to me it's like you're just you're just like shamelessly grabbing someone's photo with no like comment on it no mm. even like and there's there's the whole like fair use thing which is if you're if you're you know post is transformative in nature you can't and like in a way I kind of feel like an asshole sometimes because I post pictures of people you know I'd say only half the photos on my page if even are ones I've taken and hmm. um, probably less you know when it gets to winter and I can't climb and like but I think I'd like to le- at least think I'm commenting on it in a way that someone learned something or you know whatever um, but you know it's like it, it's just kind of like you know if that's just a company who's just like setting up this bot account they can just farm likes for and then drop ship shitty t-shirts coming up to Christmas and then you know, not not have any input or money, and it's just mm. some algorithm they've written that does it for them. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see him get so mad he typed a duck instead of dick. That was really fun. <laughs> it's good to make people laugh furious. Yeah, I know, right? It's just such a trolly thing to do. <laughs> but yeah. uh, just I, leave, leave Instagram. That's what I'd say. Yeah, yeah, just get off Instagram. You know? Oh, wait, no, don't do that. <laughs> Start by deleting just bomber gear. <laughs> And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We'll leave it there, Ben, will we? I think that's uh, that was a good ending. I yeah, mean, that was I like that. And uh, here's the jets. Alright. Uh thanks for thanks for listening, guys. Um just because my house has really shitty thin walls, I'm going to uh I'm gonna play some guitar while Bren takes a dump. Cheers, guys. Keep it easy.